As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he had said, or what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by all of the preparations that had to be made. And she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are actually needed, or indeed only one. And Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. You know, I think it's important as we read this story to remember that these are two women that had a very different type of relationship with Jesus. And we can uh, we can look at this story and ask ourselves, how do you know, does the way that they lived and the types of personalities that they were, how does that affect me today? And and can I learn something from either one of them because I'm like them and you know whatever. You know, we need to take a look at that. So you know, if we went back 2,000 years and we looked at these two women, I think we would realize that, first of all, they were regular people, just like you and I. They were no different than, than either one of us or anybody else in our families or our households or whatever. You know, there was jobs to be done. There was work. There was family and kids. And there was, you know... <clears throat> plans for future that had to be addressed and concerns for maybe, uh, you know, when we get old, what are we going to do? Or maybe there were some older parents or grandparents that they were caring for at the same time, too, that we don't know about. We, we just don't know. But as we put this into modern day terms, we need to remember that there was some things that they had to deal with. And one of those things that they had to deal with was the issue of frustration. They both, you know, showed in this story tremendous frustration, and I'll explain that here in a little bit. <clears throat> As we look at these two people, I think Martha wasn't simply a woman that was weighed down by her, by the regular social norms and, and duties that she might have had in that culture, but Martha was a woman that was successful. She had a position and she had authority in her own household. And this was quite unusual for those times because back then, you know, you normally would picture, you know, a woman who was, you know, married and they lived in a home with the husband and they had kids and, you know, not someone who was living in her own home, who was the, the person in charge of her own home. But, you know, that's what was happening here with Martha is she was a successful person. She was a homeowner. She, she had lots of things going for her. Um, but she also was very hospitable. And she allows Jesus and whoever was following with him, you know, be it the disciples or some other group of people, probably a combination of both, but she allows them to come into her home, you know, unannounced and, and you know, where prior arrangements had not been made. So she was hospitable, she was outgoing, uh, she had a home that they could come and visit, she was in charge. Uh, and obviously her relationship with Jesus was fairly close. That Jesus felt coming or comfortable coming to do that 
he felt that she would he that he and his group would automatically be welcomed into her home and Mary or Martha I mean would be okay with that but also we find in this story that she felt close enough to Jesus in her relationship with him to reprimand Jesus in front of all those other people. To me, that says, you know, volumes about who Martha was. She was close enough to Jesus, one-on-one, -on -one, that she could go to Jesus and say, you know, what are you doing? You know, why don't you support me? So, because I'm trying to do what's right here, and Mary's just sitting at your feet. Martha, we learned from Scripture, had a very healthy respect for Jesus and for his authority as the Messiah. And she goes directly to him in order to sort out this situation that's unfolding in her home. I'm sure she made the, you know, the general, you know, grunts and groans and clears her throat about, yeah, I could use some help over here, Mary. You know, she probably did all of those things trying to get Mary's attention and, and rectify the situation. But then she finally takes control of it and goes right to the source, right to Jesus and says, you know, Jesus, uh, I don't think this is right. You know, you need to tell Mary to come and help me. It's interesting that also as we read about Martha in the scriptures that when her brother Lazarus died, you know what she did? She went out to find Jesus and then she again openly kind of accuses him or, or berates him and says, you know, if, if you had been here, this wouldn't have happened. And, and kind of relate that back to where, where, what we're reading about right now. In her own home, Jesus is there and she's like, Jesus? Don't you care that I'm the only one left to do all this stuff? So Martha had a relationship with Jesus that was one that was close, but also because of her personality, she was not afraid to kind of push the boundaries and to somewhat be in his face. Martha was a very controlling person. She was what I would consider a control freak. Is that you? You know, from these stories, we need to apply them to our own daily walks, our own personal relationships with God. And that developing relationship, I think it's healthy to ask ourselves, am I a Martha or not? You know, am I letting things get in the way, you know, traditions or, or you know, cultural responsibilities and things that I believe need to take place? Am I letting them get in my way of, of my growing relationship with Jesus. You know, maybe maybe that's you. Have you ever prayed and reprimanded Jesus for not fulfilling what you considered his responsibilities? You know, I prayed for, you know, so-and-so, Jesus, and, and I've offered them up to you in prayer constantly, and, you know, I'm expecting that, that you would do the right thing and heal them, and yet nothing is happening, and you know, so in your heart of heart, you're, you're praying and you're, and you're wrestling with God. Are you reprimanding Jesus for not doing things in the way that, that you feel they should be done? You know, Mary, though, let's look at her. She, Mary was a lot different. I think Mary was very bold. She was, I think she was funny. I think she laughed and cried a lot. 
uh, I'm sure that she was, you know, respected in the community and fulfilled her natural and normal family, social and cultural responsibilities. Uh, but I th also think Mary knew what she wanted to do, and she was bold enough to just do it. You see, Mary at this particular situation in this in this story, she wanted to be close to Jesus. She wanted to hear his every word. You know, she set aside, you know, the things that she knew that normally she would probably participate in and probably do. She set those things aside, those chores and all, for the simple and sole purpose of being right next to Jesus so she could hear and glean all of what he was talking about. Well, like I said earlier, I'm sure Martha gave her all the weird looks and everything else but Mary was willing and ready to let all that just go by for the simple sake of listening and being there with Jesus at his feet. I think we're looking at two very successful women here. You know, like I said earlier, Martha was a homeowner. She, the scriptures tell us that she was in charge uh, and that she had responsibilities and that there was just, you know, was, uh, she was... She was a very well-known and a very accomplished individual, as was, I think, Mary also. But emotionally and in, in, in their character, they were completely different people. Let me give you another example. Uh, they had a brother by the name of Lazarus. And when Lazarus died, you know what Martha did? Once again... This bold woman, this, this control freak, she goes out and she finds Jesus. And then Martha tells him, Jesus, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. Just like, Jesus, don't you care that I'm the one doing all the work here? Tell her to get up and come over here and help me. You see, Martha wants to tell Jesus what to do. Same thing after her brother dies. Jesus, you should have been here. Because if you had been here, this wouldn't have happened. Well, Mary was completely different. When Mary's brother Lazarus died, these two were sisters, of course, what does she do? She's mourning. She's mourning the death of her brother. And there are other mourners in the, in the house, too, with her. And, and Mary doesn't take off to go find Jesus and accuse him or, or set him straight or whatever. She's mourning. She's having a very difficult time with the loss of her brother. And when Martha comes back or a group comes back and says, Jesus is coming and, you know, he's looking for you. And she goes out and she can't do anything other than fall at his feet and just mourn and cry. You see, we need to understand that these two very successful woman, women handled this problem in this situation completely differently. Let's uh, fast forward to today and let's ask ourselves, am I a Martha 2021 or am I a Mary 2021? Well, a Martha today, Martha 2021 would be a homeowner, would be successful, probably educated and aggressive. Uh, I'm sure she would probably be performance driven and also willing to break whatever social norms needed to be challenged or broken. Um, in order to accomplish what she needed to do or wanted to do. I think she was very willing to challenge authority and position 
and yet she was also very respectful. You know, maybe you're a Martha 2021. And have you pushed your agenda too far and your understandings of things too far at times in a way that Jesus has had to come back to you through maybe life experiences or through the voice of others and said, you know, what you're thinking and considering right now is not necessarily the best choice. So slow down a little bit, Martha. You know, your, your sister here has chosen the better option and it's not going to be taken away. Slow down, Martha, and rethink a little bit. If you're a, a Mary 2021, what does that look like? Well, I think if you're a Mary 2021, you, again, are a very respected woman. You, uh, you're not afraid to push the social norms and the things that would hinder the things that you want to do or your own personal growth. Uh, but you're also not afraid to be quite bold uh, when you need to be. And let me explain. You see, in the culture of that day, for Mary to, there, there would have been a group of men probably surrounding Jesus, listening to the words that he was saying in his teachings. It would have been extremely disrespectful for a woman to go in the midst of that group and sit next to Jesus, taking up the space where one of the men might have sat. You see, Mary, you know, Mary 2021 would be not afraid to push those norms and say, you know, move over, guys. I'm, I want to hear this, too. You know, this is important to me. And yet at the same time, she was well accomplished. She was respected and she knew tradition. But she also made a choice of when to set the traditional, you know, things aside for the whole for the sake of coming to know Jesus in a deeper and a more affirmative way. She wasn't afraid. By affirming Mary's choice, what Jesus really did was he broke all kinds of cultural, you know, uh, barriers that have existed for centuries, especially the ones that were back in those days. You know, picture Jesus in the middle. You know, these men are, are waiting for Jesus to affirm that, okay, you know, Martha, you're right. Mary, you need to go over there and help. And they would have all felt good about that. They would have been like, you know, okay, that's what should have happened. Mary, you were out of line. You shouldn't be here to begin with. But Jesus goes the opposite route. And he says, you know, uh, Martha, relax. And at the same time, he's, he's saying to the other people there, the man, he says, relax, guys. M Mary has chosen what's right. Mary has chosen what is best. She's going to sit here and listen to me. She's going to commune with me as we talk about God and, and, and godly things and things of the coming kingdom and all the, you know, she's chosen what is right. He breaks all kinds of, you know, societal norms and, and some of the guidelines or rules of the day. And it really is something that is kind of, you know, escalated and kind of traveled all through the centuries as, as people through different cultures break some of those norms in order to come become closer to Jesus and really to grow in, in a thing that's called discipleship. That's what God is looking for. He's not looking for people that follow all the societal norms and people that look good on the outside and all of those things. He's looking for people that are willing to become disciples. Now, 
you might say to yourself, well, I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm a disciple of Jesus. Well, also remember that Scripture teaches us that many or most of the people that were Jesus's, quote, disciples, ended up turning away from him because the teachings and the demands on their lives were too high. They didn't want to do it. They didn't want to follow it. They didn't want to risk, you know, what Jesus was asking for. You see, in every way, the things that Jesus has taught, you know, through not only the story we're reading today, but through all of the different scripture and uh, stories and interpretations, Jesus is promoting that we become disciples. And as he told us, if you want to be my disciple, what do you do? You pick up your cross and you follow me. There's nothing in there that says, you know, make sure you, you do all the social stuff and the norms that are, that are called for. It doesn't say make sure that you agree with everything that we're doing or where we're going to go in life. You know, don't. It doesn't say any of that. It says you submit your will to my will. Pick up the cross or whatever hardships there will be in being a disciple of mine. And then follow me, even though you might not know where you're going, when we're going to arrive, and what the whole thing is. It, what it's going to look like in the end. He says, follow me and trust in who I am. That is true and honest discipleship. And that's the one thing I want everyone to see from this story today of, of Mary and Martha, is that honestly, they were both willing to follow Jesus, but Martha was the one that let other things get in the way of spending that intimate, close, and personal upfront time with Jesus. So how does that apply to my life today and your life today? You need to ask yourself. I need to ask myself. You know, am I more of a Martha 2021 or am I more of a Mary 2021? In which direction should I be going? What is it that I need to change or what is it that I need to do or give up in order to, you know, promote and enhance my ongoing growth as a disciple of Jesus? What do I need to do? Because you never just, you know, get there or get there good enough or, you know, I'm good and, you know, and I've arrived and that's all I got to do. It's not. The Christian journey is one that challenges you to the core day after day after day after day. It really does. We never stop learning. We never stop making the choice to yield our interpretation of things and our input into things, to yield our will and our, our goals for our own personal life. We yield those things to Christ for the building of his kingdom and the building of our personal relationship with him. One that he promises us will save us in the end. So friends, that's what I want you to think about this week. Is think about the Mary and Martha story and how it applies to your particular life. And which one maybe you are and what you can learn from the story about how you need to change or maybe I need to change, or, or the things that we're doing that are good and wholesome and right, things that we need to do. But we always need to reassess and to look at who we are as we continue on this journey of faith, which, by all means, is extremely difficult. That's my goal for you this, this week, is to review that story, and I'm going to ask you to do that and just consider it throughout the week, and then we'll see you next Sunday. All right? Thanks, and God bless. Tough Questions for God is a teaching ministry of the Rosebush United Methodist Church. 
where we challenge our faith with some of the most difficult issues. Tough Questions for God is available on Facebook Live Sundays at 11.30 a.m. or go on our website at toughquestionsforgod.org and just follow the links on the homepage for YouTube or via podcast. Thanks for joining and don't forget to like and share. God bless. Tough Questions for God is a teaching ministry of the Rosebush United Methodist Church.